New York Giants fans. Welcome back to the Everything New York Giants podcast with New York Giants fangirl. I'm Adriana. Today's episode, we are going to recap the Giants victory over the Patriots and touch on Joe Shane's by game press conference. So let's start with the game. The Giants walk out of MetLife. They are on a two game win streak. They won 10 to seven over the Patriots. It was giving me deja vu from the Jets game where it started raining again, and then they were this close to going to overtime. Luckily, the Patriots kicker missed the field goal, which would have put the game into extra time. So thank God, because uh, I, you know, had had enough at that point. So um, let's go through some stats. Another good day for Tommy DeVito. He was sacked six times. Listen, again, he's definitely improving as each week continues, but between the offensive line and him, there's definitely some issues that still need to be worked out. But overall, DeVito had a good day. 17 for 25 or 191 yards, um, and one touchdown, the touchdown, the lone one to Isaiah Hodgins, but it was a great play. And then sacked six times for 29 yards. Now, before we go any further about the offense and talking more about Tommy DeVito and the Italian family, we need to talk about the fact that Tommy DeVito is the first undrafted rookie quarterback to start and win a game against Bill Belichick. Now that, my friends, is quite impressive because we all know the mind that Bill Belichick has. And one of the biggest things that I was concerned about going into this game is that, yes, DeVito has had, from, had some NFL experience up until this point, but he's going against statistically the best head coach in the league for many, many years. So obviously Belichick has pretty much seen anything and he's been an excellent defensive coordinator as the New York Giants know, but he, I was worried he was going to throw some looks at DeVito that he's never seen and he was going to really fluster him and kind of toss him off his game. But he, DeVito did a really good job of staying composed. He got out of the pocket. He threw the ball, he got it out of his hands quicker, and he made some really beautiful throws. So overall, good day for Tommy DeVito. Listen, this team is not perfect. The fact that we only put, ten, put up 10 points against the Patriots is a little concerning. Something that we've talked about a lot is that the offense still needs some work. Obviously, injuries are a huge part of that with Andrew Thomas and, you know, Waller and Schmitz being out for a little bit and Saquon being out and Jones being out, like the list continues. So um, I just, I want to see them continue to build upon this. We have, they have a bye now, a nice break before they take on the Packers. So um, one thing I really want to see against the Packers is to A, get the ball in Jalen Hyatt's hands consistently again. Um, I'd like to see some more success from the rushing attempt. Saquon had 12 carries for 46 yards. The longest was 19. Overall, only 58 yards rushing. Brita and DeVito both had six yards each. So something that definitely needs to be improved upon. Obviously, we know the offensive line needs work. They have to get their shit together when it comes to run blocking because they're not good at it. Um, but I know a lot of it is injuries and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the guys that are in there, they have improved a little bit. And for the first time, they're finally having some continuity and consistency when it comes to the offensive line starters and play. I think we made it out of the whole game yesterday without a single injury, which is like literally a miracle for the Giants. So we'll take that as a win. Um, there were two guys, Darius Slayton and Micah McFadden, who came out of the game at one point. They both looked like their arm was hurting, but they went back in the game and were okay. So that's a miracle in and of itself. But the, the biggest thing for me from an offensive perspective coming out of this game is the rushing attack. I mean, we have 58 yards. The Patriots are not good. And I know that they have had a pretty good defense, but I just, it's so, 
it's so frustrating that we seem like we can't ever have this balanced attack on offense. And, you know, unfortunately, I kind of feel like it's going to take until next year and getting some new personnel and better coaching and play calling and all of that to help it. But for the rest of the year, I just want to continue to see improvement. I want to see it from DeVito and I want to see it from every single other person on this team. So as a fantasy owner and Saquon fan, I would have loved to see him have more than 46 points, but or 46 yards, but you know, it is what it is. Let's talk about the bright spots on this team. Obviously, we already talked about Tommy DeVito having a great day. He's got this Giants on a win streak. He's got two wins under his belt. He has almost as many touchdowns as Bryce Young. Now, I know the Panthers are a mess, and they fired their coach, and they fired another um, one of the assistant coaches, but the fact that DeVito has eight touchdowns and Young has nine and DeVito has played in half of the amount of games that that Young has is pretty impressive. We got to give DeVito and the offense some credit for that. So let's talk about the receivers who really have helped DeVito um, put up some points and win games. So Jalen Hyatt finally had his first 100-yard game with the New York Giants. Out of six targets, he had five receptions for 109 yards. The longest was 41. I know, Giants fans, we have been begging for this for weeks and weeks. Dable had said stuff to the media. He knows you guys are begging to see Jalen Hyatt. But if there's one thing I want to point out about Jalen Hyatt specifically is that he told the media that he went up to Dable over the last week or two or so and said to him, you know, is it me what do I need to do to improve? What do I need to do to get more reps on the field? Like, what is it that I'm missing that I need to learn that I need to figure out so I can get more reps? And to me, that says everything that I need to know about Jalen Hyatt. He's one of the guys that I really liked coming out. Some of you guys call me crazy. I liked him better than JSN. And JSN is a great player, don't get me wrong. But there was something about Hyatt that I just knew that I liked. And I'm really happy he's a giant. And when you hear stories like that about him and you hear stories about Kayvon leading the defensive film meetings, you just have to give the front office credit. And you can say whatever you want about Joe Shane and how he's handled the quarterback situation and whatever you think about Daniel Jones is irrelevant to this conversation. The majority of what Joe Shane has done has been good and he has brought in most guys that are smart, tough, and dependable. We can talk about Evan Neal separately, but like I said, the majority of the players he, have brought, he has brought in are leaders and are respectable and are accountable and are doing what they can to improve. And again, to me, that just says everything about the type of culture that they're building. And I know everyone's so sick of that word and I get it. But when you look at what's gone on in the last couple of weeks, when you went from seeing and hearing defensive players say, well, we lost our starting quarterback. Like, now what are we going to do? We're on our third string. We don't know what we're getting ourselves into. We can't carry the game, blah, 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 blah. To now where you see that everyone has rallied around Tommy DeVito. They've rallied around this offense. It's like everyone is doing their part to do whatever they can to try to win games. And it, it, it just says to me a lot about the coaching. It says a lot about the front office and the players they have brought in who are on board with doing this and are working hard week in and week out. They are not playing like shit on the field. They are sometimes making shitty plays and not making impactful plays, but they're still trying. And when the team was two and eight, you have to give them credit for that because they have every reason to go out there, especially the defense, and 
you know, just kind of lose steam a little bit, feeling like you've got no one backing you up here. And I don't blame them for that. Obviously, it doesn't help them and it doesn't help the Giants in the long run. But I, I wouldn't have been surprised if they started to lose some motivation because how could you not? So I give, you know, the offense a lot of credit. They're they're doing what they can. Obviously, it needs to be better. It's not perfect, but we've seen some good things out of them. So great day for Jalen Hyatt. Like I said, I'm happy he's a giant and I want to see his success continue. One thing that really frustrates the hell out of me, and this is not on Jalen Hyatt, this is on Mike Kafka. Why, towards the end of the game, I think it was like the middle of the fourth quarter at this point, the Giants defense gets another turnover. So they give the offense the ball in amazing field position. I think they're on like the 35-yard line. And Isaiah Hodgins gets a flag. They move them back. It's first and 20. Why is Jalen Hyatt not on the field? At this point in the game, Jalen Hyatt has proved to you that he's a playmaker. He's an impact player. Get the ball in his hands. He's not on the field. So what do they do? They get Paris Campbell on the field, which please don't even get me started. He was the worst out of all the receivers. He had one reception out of one target for negative two yards. And you know when that was? That was on the first and 20 play. So now it's second and 22. And where is Jalen Hyatt? Not getting thrown the ball. It's just very frustrating. And that's that's on the play calling for me. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, what more does this kid need to prove to you? Him, Wanzale, literally anyone, but stop giving the ball to Paris Campbell. He couldn't even stay on his feet. He got negative two fucking yards. And now it's third and 15. Throw the ball to Jalen Hyatt. Like, I just don't know how much we have to say it. So anyway, again, not his fault, but just a little frustration there still with the offense because they had every opportunity to get a touchdown and end the game. At that point, it would have been 17-7. And we wouldn't have had to sweat it out like we always do until the last three seconds and pray that he missed the kick. Like he did because we got lucky for once. Wandale Robinson out of five targets, four receptions for 26 yards. I love Wandale. Um, excited he's getting more involved. Again, I want to continue to see more of him and, you know, until... This line gets better, you know, we'll get there at some point. Slayton out of three targets, two for 16. Hodgins had the one reception, which was his only target, and he turned it into a touchdown. So great work by Isaiah Hodgins. He broke out of some tackles, which was quite impressive. Um, Brita, one for 10. Belly, one for eight. Shep, one for six. Saquon, one for six. And then, of course, Campbell. So 191 total passing yards from the offense. Again, definitely things that they need to work on. But I would say overall, um, you know, Tommy did a good job of protecting protecting the ball. He did fumble twice and lost one of them, but he was able to recover um, the one. So outside of that, he, in all of his games so far, I believe that was his only turnover. So he's done a really good job protecting the ball and he definitely deserves some credit for that because when you're getting mauled every other play, it's, um, it's very easy to turn the ball over. So he did a good job with that. And then um, from a fumble perspective, Nick McLeod also recovered a fumble. So the Giants had three. They lost one and recovered two. We need to talk about the defense. And listen, you guys have heard me. I have given Xavier McKinney a lot of shit this year, which to be fair, some of it he's deserved and some of the stupid things he said to the media and like looking like he doesn't care to play football. So um, that's my opinion. But a lot of it was based on that. Um, he's really stepped it up in the last couple weeks, and I, I have said this about Darnay Holmes, and I will say it, say it about Xavier McKinney and about any other player. All I care about on this team is 
I want you to want to be here. And I want you to prove that to the fans by playing well on the field. And I don't expect anyone to be perfect. I know that no one is perfect. But I just, I want to see like you, like you care and there's fight in you and you give a shit that you're getting embarrassed week in and week out. And, you know, from pretty much a lot of the other players, we have really seen a shift in the last few weeks. And Xavier McKinney is one of them. And he led the team yesterday in total tackles with 10 of them for solo. And he's done this the last few weeks. I believe two out of three weeks he has led the team in tackles. So this is what I want to see for McKinney. I loved him coming out. I thought he was going to get re-signed next year. I wanted him to be a long-term giant. You know, some of the stuff concerned me, like the accident and whatever. But I trust the front office and felt like, you know, they handled it well with McKinney. They stuck by him. They want him here. You know, as a fan, I should feel the same way. So um, I was disappointed with some of the stuff that he said, but he's he's done a really good job in the last couple of weeks, and I will credit him for that. He's been playing really well, and he's kept his mouth shut, and that's all I want. When the Giants are winning and you're playing well on the field, talk shit all you want. Not right now because we're 4-8, and eight, but, you know, when, it, when you deserve to talk shit, then by all means... Do it. I'll be right there with you. Next up, Bobby Okereke. I mean, how you can? Can anyone love this guy anymore? Every week, I'm so happy he's a giant. I love Joe Shane that he brought him in. I think he can't get any better, and it does. It does. He just is an amazing player for this team. I love him. He leads the team in tackles every week. You can tell he's confident in Wiggs' defense. He just, he knows what he's doing out there, and he's a leader, and I just love him. And the video of him and DeVito after the game, where DeVito's got the phone, and he's saying, you know, like, whatever, we won, we won, and Bobby is doing this in the background. I just... I don't love these guys like some of them I just I love and I'm really happy for someone like Bobby too and you know you come into a new organization you don't know what you're getting yourself into and especially coming off of last year everyone's excited about what the Giants are going to do this year and then the season goes the way that it does and I just feel like he's handled himself really well and he's a great leader and I'm very happy he's a giant. Adore Jackson, first game back after the concussion. He did a great job yesterday. Eight to, to, ugh, total tackles, five solo. And he had a really great pass breakup on a crucial third down play. So um, happy to have Adore back. I still don't think he's going to be here next year. But I think overall when he's here, he's done a pretty good job on the field. So happy about that. McFadden, you guys know, I, between him and Pinnock, again, Pinnock, another guy that literally they brought in off the street who's been amazing for this defense. Both of those guys each had a tackle for loss. There were five of them total, and each one of them made a difference with those type of plays. So impact players, Micah's done a really great job this year. So excited about both of them. Pinnock, too, has done a really great job, had a couple interceptions. Um, just a great, great player on this field. Um, I want to talk about Ashawn Robinson and Nacho for a second because obviously we all know that losing Leo is going to be a big blow to the front four. And Ashawn Robinson has stepped up. He's probably never going to be Leo Williams, and that's okay. I don't think anyone expects him to be. But he had five total tackles yesterday, four of them solo, which is the same amount uh, as Kayvon. So I think that overall, you know, you're starting to see these guys step up and make impact plays where they need them to be. So Ashawn is a little bit ahead of Nacho. He's been playing a little bit better than him. Um, but I hope that the same for Nacho, that those guys can just be a good rotation next to Dexter and help him out with Leo being gone. 
we got to talk about Kayvon, who is the only player yesterday who had two tackles for loss. He also had a half a sack, so he's now up to 11 sacks on the season. He is in the top five in the NFL sack leaders, but that's not all. Kayvon also is the only edge player on the New York Giants since Jason Pierre-Paul to have 11 plus sacks on a season. And you know he's gonna have a hell of a lot more than 11 because there's a lot of games left and he already is in double digits. So Kayvon deserves a lot of props. I'm super excited for him. I am glad that everyone can shut up with their nonsense about calling him a bust. The narrative is done. I know he doesn't care, but there are a lot of people who backed him up, you know, Carl Banks being one of them, and it just, it's well-deserved, and I'm really excited for him, and, you know, a lot of the young guys on the team, the way that they have really improved in year two has been amazing, so happy for those guys. Someone else who I'm happy for is none other than Hottie, who has been the ultimate team player, hype guy in the locker room. There's nothing not to love about Jihad Ward. Yesterday, he had a one and a half sacks. Again, coming at crucial times, impact player doing what he needs to do. Might have been one of the better games that he's played as a giant, but he had a really good game yesterday. Five tackles, two solo, and um, one tackle for a loss. Next, let's talk about Banks for a second, who had four tackles, three for a loss, Simmons, or um, three solo, Simmons, three for two, Carter Coughlin, two for two. We need to talk about Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown for a second because those guys have been pretty quiet on special teams. And you know what? They deserve some love after the hits that they made yesterday. They were very scary hits, and I was a little terrified that they might have knocked out the two guys that they made because the hits were insane. But again, this is cohesive football when all three sides in the ball do their job, okay? Jamie Gillen, we're going to get into special teams, but just for a second. Jamie Gillen had his best game as a Giant yesterday, okay? You got Randy Bullock, who's coming in, playing for Graham Gano, has been making all of his field goals. You got guys like Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown stepping up when we need them to. Dane Belton played on special teams and did a good job. This is what we need, is we're just asking everyone when you're on the field to make plays. And I know that they're not going to do it every time, and I know that no one's perfect, like I said, but when you have everyone getting a little bit better every week and everyone doing their job and making plays when they need to be done, this is what happens. You win games. Now, we still need a little bit more from the offense, okay? You can't you can't score 10 points and expect to win games, but they'll get there. They'll get there. Let's talk about the interceptions because the defense had three. And let's talk about also Wink and Dable for a second because Dable gave Wink the game ball yesterday after there was all this hoopla about Wink, some, you know, argument Jay Glazer said he saw between them on the sidelines, even though he wasn't at the game. And he said that there's definitely some tension brewing there. You know what I saw as a fan in the stands? I saw after that third interception, Dable go up to Wink and high five him. And they both looked pretty fucking happy about it. So you guys take your theories and run with them. But people who are in the building, like Joe Shane said today, like Dable said today, him and Wink are good. The only thing they argue about is the last piece of pizza. So no one's worried about that. But Dable said he gave Wink the game ball. Someone asked him, why did you give him the game ball? Especially after all this, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, the defense had three turnovers. So 
and they held them to only seven points, so he deserved the game ball. So Okurake had one, McKinney had one, and Deontay Banks had one. So, you know, like I said, you know, I know some people love Wink, they hate Wink, whatever, whatever. I love Wink. I, when you look at this team as a whole, the defense is obviously way outperforming every other side of the ball, um, and they've been pretty consistent. Yes, they have had some bad games, and they've gave up a lot of yards, and they've given up some impact plays and stuff like that, but... They also have come up big, especially recently when they needed it. They've had a lot of turnovers in the last few games. So they're they're doing what they can to help the offense to move the ball. So like to just see cohesive football. Speaking of, let's talk about special teams. Um, Gunner had one punt return for six yards. Nick McLeod had one, the fair catch. Like I already said, Randy Bullock, um, two for two, one of the field goal and one of the extra point. And then Jamie Gillen, out of eight punts, he had four inside the 20, only one touchback, and the longest was 74 yards. So he he did a really good job yesterday, especially with the wind, especially with the rain. So overall, special teams has been way better than they were at the beginning of the season. Not perfect by any means. Does it still need some help? Yes. And now we're going to get into Joe Shane really quickly. Um, let's talk about the highlights. He confirmed that Daniel Jones is the starting quarterback next year. That should be a surprise to no one. The only thing that will affect that, obviously, is whether or not Daniel Jones is ready to go week one. So that will all depend on his stats as he's rehabbing, um, as his health as he rehabs over the next few months. And Joe Shane said that, you know, as of right now, um, him and DeVito are the only quarterbacks on the roster, but DeVito's the only one who's healthy that's going to be ready to play next year, in theory. So um, they will go best player available in the draft. Obviously, it's too soon to say. They will not shy away from getting a quarterback because Tyrod's in his last year with the contract. There was no mention of some of the free agents. So it's asked about, you know, guys like Tyrod, um, anyone else who was brought in on a one-year deal or someone like McKinney. He said they're going to get to that in the offseason. They're not working on any of that right now. Um, he also kind of dismissed the whole wink situation, said whatever Dable said is what we're going to talk about on the wink side of the thing. Um, he said that, you know, they have to trust the process. He doesn't regret any of the decisions that he made. He did take accountability for the punt return or situation. He said, you know, that they felt going into the season that Eric Gray was going to be the guy and maybe they put him in there too soon and maybe he wasn't ready. And he took accountability for that. And as far as I'm concerned, that goes, it should go a long way with all of us as Giants fans. If you've watched a single Dave Gettleman presser or Joe Judge, not a single time have any of them taken accountability for anything any of the bad decisions that they've made so that goes a long way and he said you know he did make a point to say we brought in gunner which absolutely helped um so you know they, they know that either they're going to resign gunner or gray is going to need more help but punt return was definitely an issue so he said, obviously, it sucks that they're 4-8, and eight, but they're still focused on the process. He's made some tweaks from last year to this year over what he's doing from a scouting perspective, um, how he's lining up his schedule to make sure that he can get to a lot of college games as they work out with the Giants. Um, thing And the last thing that he said that, in my opinion, was one of the most important things is someone asked about Evan Neal's performance and what they needed to do. And he said that he said two things. First thing he said, Evan Neal needs to play better. Again, not shying away from the truth. 
Evan Neal needs to play better, and he was asked if they will move him to guard, and he said no. He actually went back and watched all of the Alabama film on Neal and said he's a tackle, and he's a good tackle. We just need to get him back to that, and obviously the injuries haven't helped. They've delayed his progress and whatnot, but, you know, like he said about Daniel Jones, he said... Daniel Jones is a quarterback. He has faith in him based on what he's seen last year and why he deserves to be here and stick around. And, you know, a similar thing with Evan Neal is they believe he could be a good tackle. So that remains to be seen, obviously. We'll see how, when he comes back, if he comes back this year, how that goes. But it'll be interesting to see how things play out. But I think Joe did a great job. He took a lot of questions. And um, like I said, he took accountability, which I think is really big and didn't shy away from saying some things that he thought were mistakes. So um, he's still got a lot of work to do. And like he said, you got to trust the process. You don't fix a team overnight. This team has a lot of glaring holes. So they will get there. So that's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for following along. As always, go Giants. Please like, subscribe, and share with your other Giants fans. Mm -hmm.